and welcome. There are those who call me Timp. Nice. That was a very different intro. I'm Dante. <laughs> and I'm Murphy Durfee. And this is Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. You guys sounded like you had so much fun switching up the intros last time. I just felt like I had to I had to get in on the fun. I uh, I could see that. I I, I can appreciate it. It's not the same thing. I bet our listeners are. I hope if they're listening and driving that they didn't like swerve at the sudden change we had at the beginning. (laughs) Right. Just such an intense difference from what they were used to that it could just like fry their brains. Did either either of you get what the reference was? uh, It's uh, what's it called? It's Monty Python. That's what I can tell you. I forgot the name. Uh Something, something coconut. The uh, Holy Grail. Yeah, Monty Python. the Holy Grail. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's the, the Sorcerer Tim. Right. I saw that movie in high school, like probably most people do, and it just thought it was absolutely the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And that line was a, a real standout. And it's still like to this day, I, I think about that because my handle is so similar to it. I always want to do that introduction. And now I've done it. Very good. Yeah. I do wonder if some people like say it with us or introduction when they listen to the episodes because it's always the same more or less. Oh, wow. Well, normally I would do like a I'd switch up my inflection, you know, just as, to kind of try to keep it fresh. But honestly, there's only so much <laughs> so much you can do with that before it just kind of sounds a little try hard, I think. Yeah. All right. So so confession time. There was one day I was having a really bad day at work back before I was on the podcast and I, I started an episode driving to a call that I was really mad about. And I was like mocking you guys doing the intro because I was just <laughs> mad at work. Like I was just like, hello, welcome. My name is Tim. I'm Axie. I'm Murphy Durfee. Like I was just like having a terrible day and I, it, it made me laugh. But now I'm remembering that is just even funnier. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> what a maniac <laughs> mocking the, the people in the podcast. Right? I love that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're, we're highly mockable. Oh, definitely. Uh, um, uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, um, a link to the past randomizer. That's right. That was the other thing I wanted to try to talk. Remember? Oh, to talk right, about. right, 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 right. <clears throat> yeah. So, and I actually have some notes, um, they're actually pretty extensive. So let me just turn to my extensive notes about a link to the past randomizer. Let's start with some news. Link's house uh, is a starting be- spot in the game of a link to the past randomizer. There's one item uh, chest inside of Link's house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's in on, my notes. Go on. Okay. Okay. You must have different notes than me. I, I didn't see that, but I love, I love the info. Oh, we're looking I mean, at the podcast continue. notes. Right, right. Okay. This, this is the notes to record the podcast, um, <laughs> and it, they're not quite as detailed, but they're pretty damn close. So here we go. Here's what I have for you guys first, and I actually am gonna just gonna turn it straight back around to you because you guys are way more into this than I am. The SGL 2021 qualifiers have been in full effect. There's been one every other day ish or so, um, and you know they're always big events. Lots of people playing each one. Lots of people watching the restreams. Uh, and you guys are, of course, uh, administrating this thing. So how's it been going from your end? Uh, pretty well, I have to say. I mean, big shout outs and thanks to Dante, who's really been on top of everything. I have to say he's been handling most of the qualifiers uh, or at least trying to get someone to handle them. If he couldn't couldn't handle them, a lot of these have been at like awful times for me, which means I've been sound asleep while they were happening. <laughs> so uh, 
that's that's another part of the problem but, but uh, big shout outs there uh it's been going pretty well uh i don't think there's been anything super crazy so far um i uh, yeah i mean that's really all there is to say there's a couple of spreadsheets out there with the scores which we'll get to in a second i'm sure uh, yeah. but but first let's hear what the nt has to say he's been much more involved than me it's it's been a completely different experience uh from running league and that's not really like a bad thing but <clears throat> it's it's different and doing both at the same time also is kind of funny uh but i have to say this is going pretty smooth so far um been a couple hiccups uh, you know, we have to be, it's a cash tournament. You got to be pretty uptight on, on the rules, uh, as far as the delay and your video, etc. We've had a couple of, you know, maybe someone didn't have the game feed showing, uh, which is always a bummer. Um, but other than like minor hiccups like that, like nothing majors popped up, which is always nice. <clears throat> um, I guess in addition, temp, I, I I'll, I'll throw this to you, uh, we're doing qualifiers and it's it's the fall right so like are you i'm surprised you haven't said anything about it yet <laughs> oh my god oh my god what have i done uh no i that I honestly hadn't even thought about that i guess these are qualifiers and i haven't been uh on my bullshit uh, as they say <laughs> yeah you can say that <laughs> um Dang. Okay. Well, I, and I'm also, uh, as you know, you, you actually asked me this in the host uh, discord yesterday uh, and I confirmed I'm not planning on running any of these. And that is kind of weird for me. I normally, or I think that's probably why you haven't heard me saying it because I'm not doing any of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has been strange kind of, you know, sitting on the sidelines, but um, I uh, am doing the league, uh, you know, the return of the long shots. Uh, first week of the league was that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I have one a week that I'm doing for that uh, potentially. And then on top of that, you know, with raising the kid and working full time and working on Tempt.msu and just all kinds of stuff, I just didn't feel like I was going to have time. And I certainly knew that I wasn't going to have time to participate in the tournament if I did happen to make the top, what is it, 128. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, maybe I'll jump into one, uh, kind of like spur of the moment if I happen to be available for it, but this, this is, you know, it's, it's been kind of strange being on, on the outside looking in for this one. So that's probably yeah. the reason for no qualifiers for me. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll kind of talk about scoring here. There's a couple of sheets. We've got, uh, P trains unofficial and I, uh, we, we call it unofficial in all caps, uh, as he does because, uh, we actually had somebody message Fiesel, like, how come I'm not scored on the sheet? And it was like, what's going on here? And it was, it, that was like a behind the scenes thing sort of, but it was like, this is an unofficial sheet, like emphasis on the unofficial. Um, we hadn't got at that point, we did not have the official one out, which we do as well. So, uh, both of them are extremely, uh, detailed and both are extremely close as far as scores go. The I'm not sure how quickly P train is referencing hours for uh, potential fixes. If you've been participating in the qualifiers, you understand that racetime.gg gets kind of laggy uh, when there's like, you know, a bajillion people in one race. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. you click done and then it what feels like five minutes later, uh, <laughs> you finally finish. Um, so we've oh, had to I had that happen once we've we've had to like manually review a few of these. Luckily, it hasn't been like a ton, but we've had to manually review VODs and time them out 
Um, that's, you know, fun. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you <laughs> it's know, not fun, right. We're going to make sure we get them right. And, you know, all those are adjusted on the, uh, on the official one at, at this point, I haven't referenced P trains myself. So I apologize if that one's right, uh, as well. But right now, like, here's the deal. We're not even halfway through quals as we're recording this. And, uh, to quote someone that, uh, was talking to me about the, the score sheet. It really doesn't matter right now. Um, yeah. and, uh, we'll be able to obviously say next time we record, like, all right, here's the bracket, you know, or something along those lines, uh, because the qualifier yeah. should be done by the time we're, I think. Yeah. They should um, be at least very close to done. Yeah. I think the only really meaningful thing that you can glean from this right now is we have had six qualifiers. Uh, so probably everyone who wants to uh, you know, make it into the tournament has done at least one by now. There's 175 total uh, participants in these six qualifiers. That's that's one thing that this can tell us. But like Dante said, trying to glean anything from the score. Some people have done all five of their games. Some people have only done one. Who knows what that one seed looked like that they did? It's it's there's chaos right now. It's too early to tell much of anything, but um, quite a turnout. We know that much. Yeah, and yeah. these are also open to anyone, even people who don't want to participate. As you said, right. you might jump into one or two. So these might, you know, the number might grow substantially or it might actually be a lot less people once we come down to the actual 128 man bracket. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, there's one last thing I want to mention kind of to wrap this up uh, about the qualifiers. We've had... Uh, a little bit of an unfortunate problem with uh, a known crash on Trinex. Oh, yeah. It seems to be happening on emulators only. Uh, I'm not sure if that's really the case, but I, at least I think so far all the reports have been from emulator players. Um, recently, problem, yes. Recently, yeah. I, I think P-Train was the first one who reported it, and he's not an emulator player as far as I know. Yeah, and that's the only other time it's happened, like... <laughs> It was one yeah. instance of this Trinex crash where you beat Trinex, it fades to black, like you're exiting the dungeon, and then it just stays there and nothing happens. Um, it's I don't even know if you'd call it a crash. It's more like a a lock or something. A soft and lock, I, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really hard to tell. Uh, Cynic made an announcement about it, and they are asking for safe states if the crash happens to you, even while the screen is black, so they can debug it and find out why it's hanging there. But the problem is this. Uh, we've had a few people had this happen in the in their quals, and they asked us what happens to this qual for them now, because obviously it's extremely unfortunate and you don't want to waste your one throwaway qualifier, so to speak, on a crash that you had nothing to do with. Uh, we discussed this at length uh, with all the SG staff and the admins. And uh, in the end, we unfortunately have to say, as we've said in past SGLs and main tournaments, if a crash happens, there's unfortunately nothing we can do. Uh, on top of, you know, being just consistent with how we've been in the past, when the crash happens, it fades to black and all sound stops. There's no music playing. There's no game sounds. <laughs> there's no nothing. Wow. And uh, it's, it's hard so for dramatic. us to 100% tell, you know, somebody could decide to fight Trinex because they had a crappy qualifier and then pause their emulation while on the black screen. 
And then they go, hey, look, my game crashed and we would have to void their qualifier without really being sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's giving a lot of malicious intent to people that might not even be there. But with a money tournament, as Dante was saying earlier, we can't be 100% sure. And it can happen to anybody, apparently, regardless of emulator or console. So we're kind of stuck with a not super great situation, but there's not much we can do about it. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I've had to drop out of qualifiers and things like that due to glitches. I had a quadrant glitch happen, I think, one time during a qualifier. And it's like, sorry, you know, there's nothing nothing really that can be done about it. So I understand that. Um, the glitch itself, though, I just want to back up real quick to clarify. Is this something that is has been newly introduced with the new version? Or has we, this always been possible? We're so, not sure. I think okay. The first instance that we ever heard of this, and I say we as in like the community, um, was on the 09 hotfix, which came out near the end of the main tournament. There was a daily race that P Train was in, and he had that crash. And I remember that because it came up, um, you know, in bug reports. And I was, you know, I saw the like the comment in the race time room when I was recording the race, uh, and then it never happened again. Like we never heard of it again. And it was super baffling to the devs. And then of course the very, you know, next time we have qualifiers, two people almost in back to, I think it was back to back qualifiers yeah. had it happen. So, you know, we went from one instance out of, you know, a great number of seeds on the Oh nine hot fix. And then it happened again. Uh, you know, just to kind of speculate, you know, of what things we've seen and heard uh, initially, they might've thought this had something to do with the reduced flashing or something. But mm-hmm. uh, we did find out that, or the, the devs did find out that from the two people in the quals, one person did have reduced crashing turn or <laughs> reduced crashing. That's that, that's the setting we need. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can, can we turn on reduced crashing, please? Yeah. We love that option. <laughs> um, reduced flashing was turned on for one person and it was not for another. So I, I don't want to say it is related to that it, or is not. It could be in some weird coding way because, you know, code's weird. Um, uh, but, you know, that's that seems to be when it started. And that was why that was the first thing people were pointing the finger at. Uh, not, But we'll, I guess we'll find out down the line, like if they, they did get a safe state for at least one of the crashes, from what I understand. So they might okay. be able to start debugging it. I don't know. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know how like how they do it, but they do it and maybe we'll get it fixed and get back to a super stable game. We, we can't be Ocarina of Time randomizer over here. Uh, shade <laughs> thrown. Shots fired. Wow. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, uh, the update on that. I was not aware of that. Does this thing have a, a name? This, this I don't lock think so. Glitch or whatever? We'll call it. It's not a glitch. We'll just call it the Trinex crash. Uh, and that's basically it. Surely we can do better than that, guys. Let's let's come up with a name for this. thing. Let's not quick. name our crashes. Let's keep it to naming <laughs> glitches. It's like, <laughs> so you, do you names an event every if you've ever been in a car crash temp? Like, do you name that too? Like, I mean. The incident, you know, I might refer to it as the incident, <laughs> it was like capital I, you know. All right, the, the Trinex incident is what we'll call it. All right. Okay, okay, I love that it. That sounds like a very bad mystery game for like two ninety nine on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, mostly I just needed something to like label it for the show notes. I was like, I, I don't want to have to explain it every time. So yeah, now it's called the Trinex incident. Uh, perfect. I love right. that. Cool. Um, hey, Dante, what's going on with this battle of the pugs, man? I, oh man. Uh, so <laughs> a whole lot <laughs> and maybe okay. a whole lot of nothing too. So okay. Andy is a very busy guy. Um, and, uh, speed gaming is also a very busy network. So, uh, there's, there's some, we had some stuff come up, so it's not, didn't happen today. Like we initially said, we're looking at some other dates sooner than later. I don't know how that's going to fit into Andy's schedule. And if that's the case, we may just have to like nix the whole thing. Uh, but we're going to try and still make it happen. But I do not have a date anymore. Um, I, I, if, if, if we get some updated news before temp pushes the episode, I'll, I'll get Tuesday temp to put it right here. Oh, I wonder if, uh, wonder if Tuesday temp's going to show up. Of course, Tuesday temp is going to show up. You think Tuesday temp isn't going to show up in the middle of his own podcast where he's editing it. Tuesday temp is here. Tuesday temp is here, everybody. And Tuesday temp is sorry. I'm sorry that I haven't been more present in your lives uh, doing fun stuff during the edits like that. Honestly, I've been spending all of my creative efforts towards temp.msu, which is the album I'm working on and hope to have out at the end of the year. Also, of course, it'll be an MSU pack. So don't worry, you'll hear all about that when it's done. But uh, thanks for bearing with me. Um, speaking of editing the episode, doesn't this episode sound good? I feel like we finally figured out how to edit this podcast. Um, what are we like 83 episodes in? So yeah, better late than never. Right. Anyway. So the reason that I'm here in the first place, uh, the battle of the pugs has indeed been rescheduled. So that is going to take place this Saturday, October 2nd at 8 PM EDT on speed gaming, twitch.tv slash speed gaming. So be sure to check that out. It should be a good one. And, uh, now Back to the episode. But otherwise, it's it's gone. Well, we'll find out sooner, maybe sooner than later. <laughs> so right now we're dealing with Schrodinger's Tuesday temp. We don't know if he was there or not. Yeah. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, uh, yeah, just keep us updated. I'll definitely be looking forward to it. Um, you know, stuff happens. It's all good. And even if it doesn't happen before SEL 2021, it seems like y'all could definitely still play and just have the pot go towards 2022 like the uh, Triforce text does. Yeah, did. something like that. Yeah. Cool. OK. Um, so uh, moving along, we had V31.0.10 uh, officially released not too long ago. Um, we talked about all of these changes in episode 81. So if you want to hear the full list of those, go check that out. Um, but basically, this uh, was rolled out right before I had to gen the biweekly seed for, um, you know, the biweekly seed that we do every, every episode. So it worked out pretty well. We we actually got to generate one of these kind of brand new that everyone could try out. We totally planned it that way. <laughs> we definitely did. We did. Yep. Yep. Totally. Um, and really not much more to say about this because we, we already talked about it. Um, but I did just want to take this moment to commemorate the fact that as of right now, you can officially do a hula hand, go into the hula hand room, read the hint tile, and you will see the 2021 main tournament champion Dante on that hint. Tile. Didn't we it's talk about this last cool. time? <laughs> well, we talked about. Well, I mean, but now it's 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 out. You know, it was like pre-release before, and now it's official. It's it's out there. So I just uh -huh. wanted to commemorate that. 
Okay. It's pretty impressive. Well, not, you guys are going to try to make like, me have the biggest ego out of anybody in the community <laughs> before this is all over with. I mean, we have to counterbalance your extreme humility and, and humbleness somehow. So that's that's how I choose. Just to make it. sure that you're a guy or something and you fall into the Houlihan room. Hmm? Never mind. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> yeah, that went right past me as well. I was I was trying to make a Fall Guys joke. It didn't work. Uh, <laughs> if you want to cut it, you can. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty funny, actually, now that you explained it. It might have to stay in. We'll see. Uh, okay, let's keep it moving along. So we have ALTT, ALTTPR League Season 4, um, which is now officially kicked off. We're technically still in Week 1 as we're recording this. I haven't done my first match yet. It's tomorrow. Um, Dandy, have you done Week 1? Have you participated? Yeah, I, me and Relkin did both races against Spherefinity, uh, and we won both races, which was a huge nice. load off to get the season started with a nice 2-0. And uh, yeah, looking forward to not playing in the fad keys week because the AD keys is just terrible. <laughs> oh boy, I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing fad keys. I'm not super looking forward to it, but just gotta gotta rely on the tracker. You know, I just I have to stick to the tracker and remember. Uh, you know, just just think a little bit. You just gotta think a little bit more. So we'll we'll see how that I goes. I'm not super excited about it, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, not I guess not a whole lot more to say other than that, you know, we're excited that it's been kicked off. Um, you know, it, it's going to keep me playing on a regular basis. I also like league because there's a little bit more accountability. Uh, I did actually bust out the emulator and, and practice my, my, uh, bootsless hair pot. Um, you know, so I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm playing a little bit more, which is good. So we'll, we'll check back in. We'll see how, how everyone's doing again in two weeks and see, see what the situation's like there. Heck yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I did want to mention this real quick. There is there was recently announced a ZSR marathon for 2021. So apparently the last time they did one of these was in 2018. Uh, and it is exactly what it sounds like. Zelda speedruns marathon. Just any kind of Zelda run, any Zelda game, any kind of speed run or race of any sort that you want to submit. Uh, submissions are open uh, through October 3rd. And last one that they did in 2018 was 62 hours of programming. So they've made it pretty clear. Like, sounds like they'll take, you know, pretty much anything as long as it's going to be entertaining. And, you know, you've you've got a, you know, a VOD showing you pulling it off. Um, but they're just kind of looking for variety and could be a good opportunity to get some some ALTTPR represented uh, in a big way. Some of the newer modes that have been busted out. Um, you know, a no logic. I could see that being kind of a cool thing to showcase to the the general public. Uh, but yeah, we'll put a link to that in the description. If you have ideas for a submission there, um, send that in. And if you get accepted, let us know and we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll let people know about it. I think it could be fun. I agree. I think it's for, is it for charity? I think, you know, we should probably mention that. Let's see. Is it? Just look through this real quick. Is it a charity thing? Might not even. Yes. Pancreatic Cancer Canada and their Pank One fundraising project. So help out a, you know, a good cause to you. Once the, um, you know, once the marathon starts, uh, that's, you know, if you donate while they're streaming, that's, that's where it goes. So, um, yeah. Perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've got those, uh, tournaments that have been, uh, 
uh, kind of coming to a close. Uh, so we have the pilot spoiler tournament. Is this this one? I think is over, but I don't think the challenge is updated yet. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure about that. It's not over. All right, so it's not over. It's over when this comes out. So it's okay. over now. But Tuesday Tim <laughs> is gonna have to tell Tuesday us Tim. Uh, how it did. What, what you got for us, buddy? Right now, uh, uh, Gamma and uh, Dodgers going wild with Moogle Charm as the pilot took game one, and uh, Relkin with one up as the pilot uh, for the team. Uh, if you can't beat them, pilot them, uh, which I thought was a great team name. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. They are. They took game two, which was on Friday night. It was really exciting to watch those. And uh, yeah, Sunday is game three, and the winner is Dodgers Gone Wild. And so, congrats to them. They they did it. They pulled it out, and here we are uh, with the tournament concluded. <laughs> it's concluded. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the way you said that made me like. <laughs> it was just kind of a drop off. Like that was it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, GG's to the winners there. And uh, congrats to Ricky of Kukairi for putting on an entertaining tournament. I know a lot of folks involved had a lot of fun with it. Uh, let's let's talk about cross keys. We're not quite done with this one either yet. Yeah, cross keys. We almost are, though. It's chugging so along. Close. We're in that top four. Uh, Goomba versus Zelga. As of recording, Zelga had taken game one. Uh, so needing an additional game to get to finals. Uh, I'm not sure when game two is. I don't have the schedule pulled up. And as I see right now, Humbug and Wall Kicks have split the first two games. So a game three will decide who will go to finals from those two. And uh, yeah, t- uh, a really good top four here. Going to be real exciting, I think. Yeah. And then we have another final four to look at uh, as we check out the Retrans Invitational. Um, which uh, the final four there, we have Schulzer, Wall Kicks, Wolfie, and T Stu 14. Um, and Herf, you're, you're going to be uh, doing a little bit of commentating for, for some of these matches coming up, right? Yeah, we'll see how much more I'll actually do. But uh, unfortunately, when you're listening to this, it'll already have happened tonight, meaning when we're recording this tonight, so on Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, me and Dunk are commentating the first restreamed well, I mean, I guess it's technically it's the first restreamed ladder match. Does that count? Ever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Ever. definitely. Wow. That's I mean, awesome. You usually can't restream these because you can't know your opponent. But with the Invitational, it obviously worked a little bit differently because everybody knew who they were playing against. And, yeah, that's uh, cool. For the Final Four, Dunka decided to whip some stuff up. He asked for trackers a while ago, I think. So uh, we, we should be all set up and we'll we'll see how it goes. Very cool. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear you're doing some more comms. You you did uh you did calm the first qualifier for STL as well. I so you're, you're like kind of back in there. Yeah, sort of. I will be calming again as well on October's on the October second qualifier if everything works out. Awesome. Yep. Very nice. Cool. Back in the game. Okay. Back in He's the He's doing saddle. it. He's doing it. <laughs> He's back. Awesome. All right. GMP community updates. 
So I just wanted to check in and let people know that the weekly Friday multi-worlds are still happening. Malmo has done a great job keeping that going. There's uh, kind of a crew of usual suspects whenever I glance at the uh, Discord voice server uh, on Friday nights uh, after nine o'clock Eastern. I, I see most of them in there. Uh, but just to say again, you know, if you've ever wanted to try a multi-world, that's a great environment to have your first one. Uh, you don't have to be in the voice chat, but it's certainly encouraged. Uh, and it's it's a good time. I, I'm looking forward to the next time I'm fully free on a Friday night and can jump back in. But usually, like, my family has to be out of town or something like that for that to happen. So we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll get another one in before the end of the year. Um, there's They're a lot of fun. I also wanted to mention now that we are done with restreams for uh, Go Mode Podcast Mentor Tournament, um, you know we do have the SEL qualifiers still going on. That's that's been you know kind of ta- it's kind of taken up most people's attention I think in the community. But I think once those are done, we should definitely look at trying to get back into the grudge matches and biweekly seed restreams that we like to try to do in the off season. So um, with that, uh, we need volunteers to help put those on, restreamers, commentators, trackers, and then of course racers. So uh, I'll see about um, check the description of this episode. I'll see if I can get that submission form operational again with with Lumaga, who set it up. And uh, we'll see if we can't get something going in the next uh, month or so. I think that'd be fun. Heck yeah. All right. So the biweekly seeds, uh, the episode 82 one, that was we were nice and we just gave them an open. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't play this one. Um, I kind of was hoping I could on Friday, but I didn't get time. And now I've got my league match tomorrow, so I probably am. I, I don't know if I'm going to get to this one, unfortunately. I hope, I hope you all enjoyed day. it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it was a good time. What should we do for the next one? That's always Man. a good question. It's always, always a question. I think I know what we should do. <laughs> okay. I think we should just do standard. Really? Standard. standard. Yeah. Make them okay. play. Make them play escape. Uh, I think it sort of fits with our episode topic. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. I like that. But <laughs> not, but not casual. No no boots either. You gotta find those this time. Standard. Like it's uh, 2018. Yeah. Like throw regular standard. Yeah. yeah. And no hard standard either. F that. I like that a lot. I've actually been watching some standard play on YouTube because I've been writing the escape music for temp.msu and I'm an insane person and I'm trying to write essentially like a six minute long piece that kind of like scores, you know, as you're walking through a normal kind of escape sequence. Uh, so I love this. I, I, I want to get everyone else on on my train of watching a bunch <laughs> of uh, escapes. So let's do it. We've Beautiful. already done that this year. <laughs> We're doing it again. All right. We're doing We're it again. Doing it again. Sweet. Okay. All right. Are you guys ready to jump into our feature here? I'm Total. as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Okay, so by now you've looked at the title of this episode, so it's no surprise what we're talking about here. And I'm just going to lead with my first question the the main thing i want to say here this can't just be a problem for me can it so like this has to be something that other people deal with <laughs> so i want to preface this by saying we obviously talked about the topic choice this week in the host channel beforehand 
And uh, both Dante and I were kind of like, yeah, you know, I guess, but we don't really have that problem, I think. And Tim was like, it can't just be me, right? So I think that's at least partly where this question comes from, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so after getting this out of the way, I do want to say that I do not think it's only you. I think there's probably a number of people out there who run into this problem, maybe not regularly, but, you know, every now and again. And I will also say that I sort of have been in that situation. So I'm not trying to say that the situation itself doesn't come up. Like, for example, when people ask me at work or something where I was going for my vacation uh, when I was going to SGL 2019. You know, there's no way around at least somewhat explaining what the whole thing is about and why I'm especially involved in AOTTPR and all that stuff. So it, it's not that the situation doesn't come up, but we'll, we'll get to what exactly I mean, I think, a little bit later. Yeah. OK. Yeah, we're going to unpack this from from several different angles. I mean, you know, you know how we like to do here at Go Mode Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will we will we will get into a lot of different aspects of this. Um, but uh, I like I like this kind of just like, you know, getting everything out at the front. Dante, what is your what are your first like initial thoughts on this topic before we really dive in? I social cues maybe i i'm not sure like <laughs> uh there's this obviously like i get excited especially when i first started out i was really excited about this i wanted to tell people about it and um they didn't get what i was talking about so i was trying to explain it and uh the the, the older i get as far as like community age and i guess life too i'm just like it's this it's you know i i'll, I'll break that down in a minute but um i i i just don't I just let people stay like ignorant for lack of better phrasing. I don't, I don't feel like I have to educate them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and that's absolutely a, uh, that's a, a path you can take, you know, and, and we're, we'll talk about like why you might want to choose to do that and how you do that in a, in a graceful kind of way. I mainly wanted to talk about this because like I said, it, it can't just be me that this happens to. And I really, I think it's fun on this podcast to identify those weird kind of, um, like only folks in the community could understand or uh, deal with this on a regular basis. And it's not like it's a big deal. Like, of course, it's not a big deal. You you say whatever you want to say or don't say whatever you don't feel like saying and move on with your life. And it's and it's fine. But uh, like I said, I have been in this situation so many times where I stumble over you know, wh- what do I lead with? Uh, how involved do I get into this? Uh, you know, are they going to judge me in some way for sharing this information with them? And I think it's just, you know, I think, I think it'll be fun and informative to unpack that and talk about it. And, um, We've also had some of our, our subscribers, we've put this question to them and we have a couple of responses, uh, examples of folks in this situation of, I think it's the first time we're actually saying it because we've just been relying on the title, but explaining a link to the past randomizer to the uninitiated, people who are not familiar with the scene, not familiar with the game. They ask you a question like, did you get into anything fun last weekend? Or, you know, what are some of your hobbies or even something more specific? Like what video games do you like? And there's so much to say about this game. It's like, how do you even start? Um, and also, like, what is your goal? Like, what what you know, what are you trying to get out of the conversation? So anyway, we'll get into all that um, as we start. I just wanted to read some of the um, 
uh, submissions that we got from some of our subscribers when we asked them to tell us about a time when you attempted to explain ALTTPR to people who didn't know what, what it was. So we're going to start with Jossum Sauce, uh, who had the first submission here. He said, I once used ALTTPR as my fun fact during a work team building meeting. I explained that I play a 30 year old video game really fast over and over again, but it's totally different each time. Trust me. They move forward to the next person without comment. I also made a video to explain it to my more nerd favoring friends last year, which helped. And uh, yeah, that I actually am glad Jossum Sauce mentions that. I will totally link that in the description again. But for last year's mentor tournament, um, I really like this because it addressed this exact topic. He released a like two, three minute long video that was just like, so what is ALTTPR with, you know, voiceover and video and stuff like that to accompany it. Um, so I guess that's one thing is you can share a video like that. You know, if you have time, if you want to send somebody a link, that's one method. But I want to go back to the first thing Jossum Sauce shared about, you know, being in a work environment and sharing this factoid about yourself that you spend a significant amount of time playing this game and not just playing it, but racing it and you know, watching other people play it on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, the, the, I, the what he said was, I play a 30 year old video game really fast over and over again, but it's totally different each time. So that's a good approach, right? Like you've really distilled all of the elements down to just a few words and you just smash them all together and you let people kind of grapple with like, there, I mean, there's obviously a lot to unpack here, right? Yeah, I think it's an approach. I personally don't think that's a good approach, especially for people who have like, I'll, I'll get to this when we talk about more, I guess, my experience with this, but mm-hmm. It, especially if you're talking to completely uninitiated people, if you want to call it that, like someone who is maybe not even really into video games or has never heard of Link to the Past or has no idea what a randomizer is, you know, someone who has like no prior knowledge of anything and you say a sentence like that, they'll probably be like, yeah, oh, OK, we're moving on to the next person. What's your almost- more sane thing? <laughs> It invites so many questions that there's no questions, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, obviously that's complicated. You know, let's move on We don't have time to get into all of that. So let's move on to the next person Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I want to move on to uh, briefly kind of mention the other uh, folks who wrote in Um, without reading the whole thing just for time. I want to share their description. Uh, we had Dr. Earworm also share, and the way that they described it during an icebreaker in a second-year PhD graduate student program was they said, I play a randomized version of a 30-year-old video game competitively against strangers on the internet. So that this is a similar approach where you try to sum up the whole thing kind of in one sentence, but I do think there's a little bit more detail to this that you could latch on to one of those things and be like, oh, what game is it? Mm-hmm. Or you could be like, you know, oh, you raced? Like, tell me about that. You know, you, you can follow up on one of those things. I think this is quote unquote better for two main reasons. A, because of the context that's happening in, like the people that you're talking to are probably you know, it's a second year PhD student and he it was an orientation for new grad students. So they're probably around your age 
which means, you know, they have a good sense of what the internet is and they probably have a good sense of what playing games competitively on the internet against other people is. So like they know what Twitch is. Yeah, basically. exactly. So there's like yeah. one, at least one big thing where they're like, oh, I know what this is. So there's, you know, that's the kind of the spark that's that sparks the interest, I guess, in the whole thing. And also probably makes it a little more digestible for them because it's not just, you know, a, a whole sentence full of words that make no sense to them. Yeah. Um, and then so I really want to dig into this. So I'm just going to go over this real quick. Uh, we had another submission from uh, Paul Mancott who didn't he doesn't go into how he explained the game, but he is a high school science teacher and he explained the game to one of his students uh, who found hit found his stream. So a student was watching him stream and he was answering questions about it. And he tells this story that uh, the next day he was doing another se- another seed and the same student came back in and the student was. Uh, puzzled and didn't understand was like, but you beat this game yesterday. Why are you playing it again today? Which <laughs> I thought was funny. Just like missed the whole, you know, randomized and replayability kind of. Yeah. Aspect it, of it does yeah. look the same though. Like to the untrained. Yeah. Oh yeah. To the Most untrained the time, eye. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah. It's a totally reasonable conclusion to make. If you happen to forget like, oh, it's a puzzle that's different every time, which makes it super replayable. You know that, that I guess that that is I hadn't thought about that. It's pretty important detail to, mm-hmm. to mention that, you know, absolutely. Um, I did want to also mention for our conversation, you know, we mentioned we've already said this a few times, but I'm considering this. There, there's almost kind of two things because there's explaining a link to the past randomizer and like we said, the replayability and the randomization and why that's fun. But the way that most of us interact with this game is by racing against other people and competing in tournaments and, uh, you know, multi-worlds and all that, all that stuff. So, um, you know, that ha- kind of has to come along with it because if you're just explaining the video game okay, yeah, you, you played a video game. Great. You like to play video games in your free time. That's fine. Well, no, actually I'm on this uh, team. <laughs> I, I'm on this team of people where we competitively play against other teams. Of people it's <laughs> called ALT. Like, you know, it gets crazy. Uh, the amount of things that you have to explain and, and really at the end of the day, like why it takes up so much of your time, why it's worth explaining to somebody because it's a significant part of your life and you play it on a very regular basis. So mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, set that up and uh, to, to go back to something we kind of teased that before. I want to go back to Dante, what you mentioned, maybe maybe just don't say anything. Right. <laughs> like that's always an approach. And I wanted to explore that. And, you know, I mean, okay. why do anything? All right. right? So <laughs> here's here's my thing. Right. Like when I first yeah. got. When I got first into this, of course, there was all excited. I was like, yo, it's my favorite video game and I'm playing it over and over and it's not the same game. You know, like I get it. Um, And I think anyone who has played it more than one or two times gets it. Uh, That's so that's not like a, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not trying to like degrade anybody using that terminology because I I, I used it. I get it. Uh, I think everyone when they first get excited about it uses that. Uh, I guess now, like when people say, so, you know, you know, what, what are you, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, well, I've got a, a race. Oh, you, you run races and, <laughs> and I've been, you know, in the past I've actually been able to say, yeah, I travel and do Spartan races. You know, I've said that before. So it was like an actual race. And then, so people who know I have done those will say, oh, are you doing those again? And I'm like, no. So now I'm doing this thing where like we race to see who can beat a randomized video game the fastest. 
and they'll say, oh, okay. And they'll be a little confused, you know, unless they're a gamer and, uh, you know, like in their own right. And then I I guess what I've done in the past as well is like, so I was like, I'll I'll just pony up and admit like the reason I'm so attached to this, I guess, is that uh, this is my favorite video game of all time. Like I played it countless hours as a kid. We've talked about this before, so I'm not going to keep rehashing that. But, uh, you know, it, that's that's the appeal to me. It is my favorite game. It's not the randomization because if it was, then I'd be playing a ton of randomizers. It's 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 specifically this. And that's that's what like I tried to let people know. It's like I found a way to play my old favorite game over and over. And th- I don't know where everything is. I just know what I need to do to you know, to beat it. And then people, some people will take it a step further, whether it's out of sheer courtesy or actual curiosity, <laughs> they'll say, uh-huh. so if it's randomized, what happens if you get somewhere and you can't beat it? And then I, I'll, that's when I'll kind of say, okay, so it's programmed in the sense where there's like an algorithm to make sure everything is obtainable or beatable Uh, you know, something along those lines where, you know, I was like, it's hashed out enough and it's been tested enough where you're not going to get something, what we would call unbeatable, um, you know, and, and not, you're just not going to get one of those, at least it, we hope. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, this is all, uh, fascinating. So what I'm hearing from you is basically like the most arm's length explanation that you give is it's a race, which you it's up to people how much you know they want to follow up with that or not uh and i feel like i have done that too where it's like i'm i'm racing but then that does uh you know it begs the follow-up question like okay let's be honest people look at me and they're like you're racing like what are you are you racing to the fridge to get more snacks (laughs) like come on so i almost feel like that's a little ingenuous to be like i'm racing um, because it, I, I don't want to seem like I'm stealing valor of an athlete, <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like I'm trying to mislead them. Uh, but it's, it's a good, I think it's a good tactic. Racing is like, not just a term, like clearly when you hear the word, like just based off of the way you worded that, when you hear racing, you think of someone like athletes competing to go as fast as possible from a start line to a finish line. I mean, is what I'm saying. I think most people before this, like if I heard racing, because I mean, I've grown up in North Carolina and you know, I obviously am a little Southern in some ways. Uh, I mean, I think auto racing, I think of cars, I think of NASCAR, F1, IndyCar, stuff like that. Um, or like, well, but I think that's, you know, on the street, like street racing or something. So racing has so many, connotations that you know i don't think like if you say i'm racing well you could be like driving your you know little but not yours but like your little smart car and trying to like you know race some mustangs or some camaros or something you know it wouldn't go well but you could do it you would actually think that if someone you didn't know told you that they were racing you that yeah well that would be an option for you that they were racing their smart cars not their smart car no but uh i, I just i wanted that in there for comedic effect that just was completely <laughs> lost but like no, i totally understand if someone says racing i do like my brain instantly goes if i'm trying to analyze what they're doing before i like if i want to try and pick up on a social cue uh and analyze what they're doing before i make a snap judgment i'm like all right what kind of car do they have do they have any project cars okay 
Are they, you know, have they been working out more? Are they maybe competing to do a 5k or a half marathon, something along those lines? Like those are the things that kind of go through my head before I open my mouth. Because if I don't, I'll say something really stupid. Like that's just how I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wanted to also so to, to go back to kind of the explanation. So starting with the race, I think, you know, we've we've talked about that. The next thing you go to, it sounds like, is specifically a link to the past uh, and saying, you know, for me, at least it's about uh, playing that game and have being able to experience it over and over again. I think that's a really good approach, too, because you are framing it by like this is something that's important to me personally. And it's really under it's really easy to understand why you would spend time with that when you lead with. Uh, I love it. You know, it's important to me. So I, you know, and that doesn't have to be, I think that could apply to any aspect of it. And it goes along with the fact of, you know, the question of why share, why share it all? I think, you know, if it is something that you really enjoy, people like to hear about things that you're excited about and you're passionate about. So if you do really enjoy it, you know, I would hope that most people listening to this feel okay sharing it to a certain extent. Um, because that's what we do as humans. We talk about the things that we like and we, we connect and, and bond over them and we learn new things sometimes about, about people. Um, with that in mind, I did want to quickly address this question and, and get your guys' thoughts on it and also you listening at home. Is, it, is, this, is there anything about this that is inherently embarrassing? Is there maybe some reason you might not want to tell people uh, because you're afraid of the... Of how it might change their opinion of you. Mm, I personally, I would say it depends on who I'm talking to. And then I don't think it's embarrassing because I don't want them to change their opinion of me, but more so that I don't want to be caught up in a conversation where I have to explain things that the person I'm talking to doesn't really understand, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, if my grandma or something asked me, uh, rest in peace. But if she was like, hey, you know, what are you doing this weekend? And I had to explain to her what the Internet is and what Twitch is and what AFTTPR <laughs> is and all that. You know, I'd be like, oh, God, it's a real uphill battle. Yeah, it would be, I guess, not really embarrassing is maybe the wrong word for that. But, you know, that's kind of how I would feel about it. I don't think it's inherently embarrassing unless you're just embarrassed to say that you play video games as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're definitely the sort of man who, who lives in his truth. So I, you know, I couldn't even see you getting embarrassed about, you know, honestly talking about what you are up to. So for, you know, for you, that makes perfect sense. But I do think there are probably some people, maybe like, you know, professionals, um, who maybe with their coworkers or their higher ups or something like that might hesitate to admit that, you know, when, when their coworkers or their, fr- you know, uh, colleagues are, you know, going mountain biking on the weekends and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, spending time with family and doing all these adult sounding things, you know, then for you to come up and say, like, I, I play a, a video game come that kind of looks like a cartoon from far away. No, <laughs> yeah. dude, listen, no, Look, I mean, it's 2021. I'm, like I'm sitting over here smacking this marker, trying to like, let you finish that thought. And I couldn't let you do it. Like, I'm, I'm so the audio, I'm sorry, but like it's, it's 2021 and I'm not saying we have to, you know, overly critique everything, but I don't see a single reason if you if you're doing something you genuinely enjoy 
and it's not, I'll say against the law and you're not hurting anybody or, you know, there's no malicious intent. Like who cares what somebody else think? Like you could take, we could take that completely away from randomizer. That could be anything like there's nothing. I mean, yeah, if you sat here all day and did only this, I can see how that's unhealthy, but I'd say like, there's nothing unhealthy about sitting down and playing randomizer. Like you are, you are in a way exercising your brain when you play it, you know, especially if you're thinking about why you're doing something. Yeah, I think let me put it this way. I think there are definitely people out there who might be embarrassed to talk about this or to like admit that they're playing a 30 year old video game, depending on who they're talking to and stuff like that. But I think that's a like inherently different issue than what we can really talk about or solve here on the podcast. Right. Yeah. I'll I'll agree to that. Like we we went down, we started going down a rabbit hole that was bigger than a rabbit hole. Like that was, you know, (laughs) like something huge. But my point is, my point is like, you know, if, if someone asks what you're doing and you explain it to them, explain it your own way. And if, if they don't get it, they don't get it. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing in my mind as far as like, just kind of like putting a bow on my little rant there for a second, whether it be mountain biking, uh, going to the gym, um, really stuff, anything like hiking or Kayaking. whatever. Yes. Anything outdoorsy we'll say, whether it be that, whether it just be I sat on the couch, drank beer and watched NASCAR, like if whether it be that or I played randomizer, just I mean, if you had fun doing it and you didn't hurt anybody while you're doing it, just do it. And if, if somebody thinks you're weird, then that's on them. Like, who cares? Yeah, I, I mean, I love that. It, like preach, brother. I just want to <laughs> clarify, like I'm just bringing it up to, to talk about it. You guys got to understand. I mean, I have a podcast about this game. I will talk about it to literally anyone who will listen. This is this is not a this is not something that I have any trouble with whatsoever. But I do think it is something that probably some people do, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and, so, and I, I love everything that you've said, like stand in your truth, like live your life. It's 2021. Like live without fear. You know, if you if you are embarrassed, like with some folks, like that's I understand that. Like I have hang, like I'll, I'll admit, like if I had a high school reunion and I went to it like right now, I, that would not be. So what have you been up to? That would not be my opening line. Like, mm, interesting. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I was kind of, I went to a small high school. I was the, the nerdy kid, you know, I played, you know, I was the vid, like the computer guy, but uh-huh. you know, I didn't get like persecuted for it, but I, I don't think if maybe, maybe I guess I should say it like this. If you're talking to like old friends and you're catching up, um, I, I, I would assume that if it's been like five, 10 years, in you know you wanted to catch up more than a link to the past randomizer has happened whether it be good or bad in your life that someone's going to care about um you know it what have you been doing the last few weeks okay like by all means lead with the link to the past randomizer if that's what you want (laughs) to do yeah yeah uh that's actually a perfect transition into kind of the next way that i wanted to just you know approach this conversation which is I think it's important to know before you decide whether or not you want to dive into this and like how detailed of an answer you want to give to the question of like, what do you do for fun or what did you do this weekend or whatever? It's good to know what your goal is. Like, are are you, um, 
sharing this with them because you think they might find it interesting? Are you setting some ground leveling for maybe talking about it in the future? I've found that that honestly has been the majority of my communication. If someone knows me well enough, it's going to come up that like I can't do something because I have a race. So like I don't want to keep explaining over and over, you know, what this is. So early on, I'll explain to them, you know, so I do this thing uh, where I, you know, play this game and it's a randomized version of uh, Link to the Past, which is the Zelda game that came out in the early 90s. Blah, blah, blah. I'll get into it, whatever. Um, but if it's someone that I am, you know, uh, let's say I'm like on a plane and, and I'm sitting next to them and it's a 30 minute flight and uh, they ask, you know, what I do. I'll probably tell them about like my marketing and my music. And I probably won't mention a link to the past just because it's a whole big thing to get into. You talk to people on planes. No, I actually don't. That was a terrible example. I I was about to say, I didn't know you were one of those people, but I try to avoid (laughs) them. (laughs) Do not talk to me on the plane because I love to listen to music on planes. So, Uh, but yeah, I know I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on like um, how, like what is the purpose and, and uh, actually this this is a good transition to this herf uh you ha- said something in our host channel yesterday that, that just absolutely slayed me um <laughs> where how do we set this up so dante you were talking about a so something in the rhythm community where the best d uh ddr player there's some folks who are trying to get him into playing uh, the game that you play, Step, Step Maniacs. Maniacs. Yeah. So the, I, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. You go ahead. So like, ahead, there's sorry. a public event that's happening. We're finally getting back to those and uh, that somebody's got a showcase. And and if, if somehow they listen to this episode, I'm not I'm not trashing you. Like, I'm not going to throw your name out there either. So don't like, but this is just how I observed it. And they were like super excited because, you know, they had never met this, you know, the best player in DDR right now. Uh, and they were like, they're going to be there in the audience and seeing the showcase where I'm going to be like showing step maniacs for what it, you know, what it is. And, uh, I think I, I was just kind of like, okay, but, um, what, what was it like Tip, You said, uh, like, it seems silly to think you can influence how much somebody likes a game. Right. And then Herf just kind of put writes that down for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me it really made me stop and be like, whoa. But uh, after thinking about it, I I mean, that's a great point. And it's not it doesn't go against what I was saying. I straight up agree with you. I don't think it's probably you're not you shouldn't go into one of these conversations with the goal of getting someone to like a link to the past randomizer. Yeah, absolutely not. It's not it's not going to happen. You can lay out the elements, you know, and you know, Dante mentioned social cues. I think that's a, per, a very important undercurrent to remember during this entire conversation. You can pick up on the things that they're finding interesting. If you start with it's a race and they bite and they say, what kind of race? You say video game race. They're like, oh, video games. You know, what, what kind of games do you play? You know, you now you know that they're they're interested in video games. So they have a little bit of kind of base knowledge of what you're talking about. So you can tell them a little bit more about that. You know, Um, let's say that they're a math person and the idea of randomization and the logic of the game, that's really interesting to them. So you kind of go with that a little bit. Um, But, you know, you're not going to get someone to like the game or, or start playing the game because you made a really great argument, you know, like that, that should, I don't think that should ever be your, your goal with something like this. Yeah. And like kind of the way I've led that with my friends is the way some of my friends led it with me when they were telling me about it is like, okay, I know you like a link to the past, so you should try this. Like, 
one night you should try this. And what we've I've done with some of my friends way back, this is like 2018, uh, like three of us would get together and we would let one person play. That wasn't me. And we would all talk about it like while they're playing and we'd have like a big tracker up on like a laptop while they were playing it. And we did that with like out of, out of a group of three people, me being one of them, like we did it two different times for the people who don't race and they haven't played since, but they genuinely had a good time doing it because they enjoyed link to the past. Um, but obviously it's just not something they were interested in, you know, to do habitually, I guess is a way to put that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's all you can do. It's like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, you can show them everything. You can make it as accessible as possible. But at the end of the day, if they don't want to play, it's it, there. It's that you have to be OK with that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, don't, you don't want to be that guy that's the uh, annoying people <clears throat> about it, you know? For um, sure. Yeah. So. uh so I wanted to dig in a little bit into some of the various kind of approaches that one could take and maybe like why you would you would take this route uh, with answering the question. If we get a little more specific and somebody says, like, you know, um, tell tell me about, you know, your hobbies and you want to share this with them for whatever reason, anything we've discussed before. Uh, so one thing that we you know we touched on this a little bit, but like sometimes you just don't want to get into it. Uh, and we've talked about some of the reasons as well, but I, you know, sometimes you just, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, if someone asked me like what I did and I'll just be like, oh, you know, I just, you know, hung out, just played some games, just watched some TV. That's not lying. You know, it's, it is what I did. I did play a game and I did watch a TV, but I'm not opening them. I'm not giving them anything to go off of, to ask follow-up questions about this hobby because I don't want to get into it for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also kind of this is sort of similar to that, but kind of teasing it out. You know, if somebody asks, you can maybe drop one or two of the elements of ALTTPR out there. Um, you know, this is uh, Dante kind of the, I think sort of follows this kind of blueprint of like, you know, you could say I, I had a race and then it's kind of up to people if they want to follow up with that or not. Um you could also say like, oh, I was I was playing a uh, like a classic video game from the 90s that I used to play when I was a kid. You know, they they'll probably they'll probably ask you what the game is, but maybe they'll just be like, oh, no, that's cool. You know, I, I, I used to play video games when I was a kid, you know, and kind of not not give you much. But then you can kind of tease things out. You can you can give them prompts to ask questions if they're interested or if they're feeling particularly polite and kind of unravel i guess from there with the with the various elements by the way you know sometimes maybe it's the play is to tell them about some parts of it without even touching on other aspects like maybe maybe you just want to kind of try to explain a link to the past randomizer without explaining that you race it and maybe kind of like the next time it comes up in conversation you recall you say hey you remember last time i told you about that crazy you know game where you mix around all the items um well one of the things that we do is we we try to kind of like time ourselves and do it as fast as we can. And then we race one another. And then, you know, now you kind of have an end to talking about that whole that whole situation. Um, so, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You don't you don't have to unpack absolutely everything. <laughs> you can try to do broad strokes of all of it. But maybe instead you'd like to pick one aspect and elaborate on that instead. So. More food for thought, you know, by the way, I'm really curious to hear people, um, you know, people's responses to this episode and this conversation. 
So just to kind of quickly plug that, you know, uh, feel free to let us know in the Discord, like what your experiences have been with trying to onboard somebody into the world of ALTTPR. Um, I would love to hear, you know, story. I love Jaws story where he's just being very honest about like, yeah, I opened up, I said something. It it pretty much landed very flat and and we moved on. <laughs> like I, I can relate pretty strongly to that. That's definitely happened to me before. So I love to hear those stories. So there was another uh, method that I wanted to bring up that kind of occurred to me while I was writing this outline, I think could maybe be helpful, especially if you've you're maybe in the camp of like, I've been wanting to bring this up to, you know, my partner, my friend, my whoever, because it is I'm starting something I'm starting to play more and more and I'm going to start mentioning it more and more. Um, I think kind of walking them into the community the same way that you walked in can be a good method. I, I call this being the protagonist. So when they're asking about it, you know, when they're like, so what did you do this weekend? You could, you know, if you have some time, be like, all right, so let me back up a little bit. So uh, a little while ago I was on YouTube and I saw this thing on YouTube where it was like, it was this old video game from the nineties, a link to the past, this old Zelda game. And it was two screens next to each other. And I was like, what the heck is this? So I clicked on it and there's these people like ex describing, explaining what's going on, you know? So you're kind of, that wasn't the, the, Best example, by the way, but you're kind of walking them through how you found out about a link to the past randomizer so that they're understanding why you found it appealing in the first place. So, you know, you're you're kind of walking them through that discovery the same way that you discovered it. And I think that's also a really good way to get your excitement and passion up, like to, you know, to show them why you like it and what was exciting to you, because you're kind of reliving that experience of when you discovered it and, and found it, you know, to be so exciting and interesting. Thing. So that could be a good way to get somebody into it. Uh, and then, of course, like kind of the last one I have here is just like if you know the person really well and you communicate with them really well already, you can just be like, all right, so I'm going to give you the whole story. I, you're my friend. I know you're going to listen to this whole thing. You're going to ask questions. You're going to give me honest feedback. If you're if I'm boring you, you'll let me know. Um, but you just, you know, just lay it out. Just explain it all as best you can. Answer their questions. Um, that's I, to me, that's kind of a best case scenario. I love having just like honest, real conversations with my friends where we're on, you know, we're communicating around the same level. Um you know, and you just like are yourself. You just like share your your experience and your passion about this game and community and the racing and, and all of that. Um, that's kind of kind of best case scenario, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the I, we're pretty much at the end of this conversation. Unless you guys have any sort of uh, additional thoughts that have <clears throat> cropped up while we've while we've talked. I um, think uh, I think now that you've gone or we've gone through all these approaches that you kind of thought up about how you could potentially approach all of this. I think this might be a good time for me to just jump in and like explain my whole my whole deal yeah. that I was alluding to earlier. So uh, there's a, a couple of points for me to this whole topic and how I approach this and how it plays out for me or has played out in the past. And I think the first and probably also one that influences this a lot for me is that I'm not really a player anymore that much in the community and haven't been for quite some time. I'm more. How does that I, influence it? Uh, I've talked about this before on the podcast, I think, where I said that I'm not really super into the game anymore. I'm more here for the community surrounding it and then the friends that I've made. I obviously still enjoy talking about the game. That's why I'm on this podcast and why I'm starting up commentary again and stuff. So it's not like I don't care about it, but I just don't really play it much anymore. So 
for me, I the way I think it kind of changes my approach is that I can sort of sidestep the whole racing thing. And, you know, if I don't feel like the person I'm talking to is really receptive to it, or if I, you know, want to do the deflect approach and don't want to talk about it, I can just tell them about, you know, I'm doing admin stuff or internet stuff, or I'm hanging out with friends on the internet, you know, because that's essentially what I'm doing. I'm talking to a couple people on discords or whatever. Internet stuff wins the award for the most general vague (laughs) description of a link to the past randomizer community. But (laughs) it 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 is internet stuff in the end, you know, that that's the second point I want to get to. It depends a lot. And we've touched on this a bunch of times in the, uh, in the, in this episode, but it depends a lot on the context of who I'm talking to and what my goal is. Like, for example, my close friends, um, they a have kind of, you know, been on the journey with me along the way. So if they liked it or if they cared or not, they sort of experienced it all with me. Like, you know, when I first found it, I was like, hey, check this out. You know, I really like Link to the Past. And uh, I was talking about this earlier as well. That's like when when people already know one piece of information that they need to know to understand what racing or playing a link to the past randomizer competitively is, then it makes the whole situation a lot easier to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. and most of my friends are, you know, either internet savvy enough to know what competitive like esports or whatever are or what Twitch is or what Link to the Past is. So there's already like some basic understanding of what I'm talking about there. So, you know, I don't really have a hard time explaining what it's all about. And as I said, they've kind of grown with me. Um, For, say, people I work uh, that I was alluding to earlier when I was going to SGL 2019 and they were like, hey, you're going to America. What are you going to do there? I focused mainly on the event itself and less mm-hmm. on Link to the Past Randomizer because I felt it was just easier to explain that. Uh, we, yeah. we also touched on that. You know, I was kind of sidestepping the the problem there. I was like, yeah, it's a big, you know, video game event. People that I've known on the Internet for a long time. I, I kind of focused on the community aspect of it again. You know, people that I've known on the Internet for a long time, I finally get to meet them. We get to hang out. There's also this event where people play for money, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, well, I think that's the headline, you know, Mm -hmm. like that was the most important thing about you doing that was meeting, you know, your friends from the Internet. So that that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, that's, you you know, that's what I mean by it depends on who I'm talking to. And and if I really like, for example, a, a friend at work that I have was a little more interested in what it's all about and you know what the whole deal is and if i run into a person like that it usually goes one of two ways it either goes i start explaining things and generally my approach is and i think in my head at least it's also probably the best approach is to start with a link to the past that's Mm -hmm. probably the the main like that's the big corner piece of the puzzle that you need to get started because that's kind of what it all centers around, right? If you don't know what a link to the past is, explaining randomization 
might not be super helpful and explaining competitive racing a link to the past randomizer against each other might also be a little more confusing than it needs to be if you don't even know what the game is yeah i agree uh, yeah i think i think you've touched on something pretty important it the game is the most tangible part of this whole thing yeah you know the randomization is a mod um which changes something that already existed the racing is an event you mm -hmm. know, that comes and goes, but this game exists and is real and came out in the nineties. That's like something you can hang your hat on. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I talked to uh, Courtney briefly before we started recording this episode, my wife and, mm -hmm. uh, she, she agreed. I was like, how, what do you think? You know, you've heard me talk about this quite a bit. She said, I would start with the fact that it's a Zelda game that you're playing because yeah. most people know Zelda. Exactly. You know? That's probably the yeah. one where you'll find the most you know, takers, if you want to call it that, or people who are like, oh, yeah. I've, I've at least heard of that before. That's like a, a culturally present thing. Even if you don't play video games, you've probably heard of a Zelda before. Yeah, totally. So uh, what I was getting at is it, 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 I start with that and then it either goes one of two ways. Usually it's either the way where they know what I'm talking about, at least somewhat. And I have like a base point where I can jump off of and it makes the whole thing a lot easier and less awkward. Uh, or they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And they just, you know, they're not gaming people or they're not internet savvy people who just don't give a crap for a lack of a better expression. And then the whole conversation is over because I'm like, all right, well, I don't have to explain this to you. It saves me some time and you obviously don't care. So, you know, those people, <laughs> when they're like, what did you do last weekend? I say Zelda stuff. And they're like, all right, yeah, Zelda stuff. <laughs> and that's it. That's like literally all they need to know or want to know. And that's it. That's that's pretty general, too. That's almost as good as Internet stuff. But. <laughs> it works. I mean, I, yeah, I like that. That's, yeah. that's kind of going back to the social cues that Dante was talking about earlier. If I, you know, if you notice that someone just could not care less about whatever you're telling them right now then why even bother trying and if someone's yeah. genuinely interested there's so many resources out there now where you're like you can explain the basic premise to them and if they're more interested you can send them some websites or show them a youtube video or tell them to watch a sg restream or literally anything yeah yeah if i'm a good enough friend with somebody i i will if, if I feel like I know them well enough to know that they would like it, I will start being like, hey, you need to play this game, like download this emulator, play this game. I'll help you. We'll walk through it. I have not uh, done that successfully yet. <laughs> that has never uh, <laughs> actually happened. But I definitely feel comfortable, you know, if I know them well enough being like, hey, this I, I just want you to try this. Yeah, the best I've got so far is real life friends joining either my Twitch stream or a Twitch stream where I'm on commentary and just trolling me into oblivion. <laughs> yeah it's always tough when real life friends come by your stream it's like yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to handle this do i call you by your real name are you about to like say something embarrassing about me what's gonna happen <laughs> it's weird yeah it's it's still better than your mom showing up but we're not yeah. quite there yet absolutely so uh the last thing i wanted to do is try to put together an elevator pitch but uh, you know, like like something you could hang your hat on and say, like, OK, I'll fall back on this short description that kind of captures a little bit of everything. Um, but, you know, after having this conversation, I almost don't want to do that because I think it undercuts kind of the the main point that we've 
kind of reached here, which is the just like you have to play it by ear. You can't just have there is no just like single phrase that's going to work in every mm-hmm. situation. The the I think the, the here, best that we can do yeah. is what you already said earlier. Uh, the thing that you can sort of hang your hat on is it's a Zelda game and anything beyond yeah. that depends on how interested the people are that you're talking to. Yeah, that's about as general as you can get for a start. And then it really, truly is up to you how specific you want to get about the elements, the uh, individual elements beyond that. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel comfortable kind of leaving it at that. Uh, yeah. I think we've provided a lot of tips for people to, you know, maybe how to approach it if they want to, or maybe even to decide whether they want to or not in the first place. Uh, and I've, I don't know, I've, I've really enjoyed this. I think this is just, it's very fun to talk about, you know, in the same way that talking about logic is fun. It, you know, it's an ALTTPR thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's that kind of thing where it's like only, only the only people listening to this and us can like have this kind of conversation. So I enjoy that. All right. So we got a really good fetch question, uh, in my opinion, it, it really made me think about something I'd never thought about. And I'm very curious to hear your guys's answers as people who are smarter about internet stuff than I am. (laughs) So here we go. This is a question from Ben Creighton. uh, And he says, thinking about the broader ALTTPR ecosystem, I'm noticing that in a lot of the big tournaments and events, the bottleneck to getting more matches streamed is consistently getting enough restreamers to cover everything. I feel a little guilty because for a couple years there, I had very good internet and the time to restream matches. And I did commentary instead because that was more fun for me. I don't know much about the technical end of restreaming, but I wonder if that bottleneck could be addressed by using something like Amazon Web Services to offload restreaming duties to the cloud instead of relying on volunteers manually using their personal ISP services. Obviously, with things like the Dev Patreon and SGL emerging as an explicitly for-profit tournament could maybe enable it to be considered, if not now, then as the community grows. I'm sure there are a million other technical and logistical barriers that I haven't thought of, but I've always been impressed by the ALTTPR community's ability to overcome barriers. What do you think? Is this the sort of thing the community should be working towards, or is it a bit of a pipe dream? So that was from Ben Creighton. I had never thought about this, but I think it's pretty well known that uh, the need for restreamers is what prevents more races from being broadcast And if it is possible to automate that process, I think absolutely 1000% it is worth pursuing from my perspective. But again, I know so little about this. So yeah, I'm going to turn it over to you guys and you, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to start with this. So first of all, I personally uh, have to say that you and Ben Creighton are unfortunately working under a false premise or like the wrong assumption is probably the better way to put it. Okay. Because usually the restreamers aren't the bottlenecks, but the crew for the matches themselves. So the commentators and the trackers, the commentators more so than the trackers. Now, this highly depends on what we're talking about here. If we're talking about main tournament, SGL, uh, league uh, to an extent, and any other bigger quote unquote tournament that gets a lot of restream time on SG then the problem is more often than not the crew and mostly the commentators. 
if we're talking about a smaller tournament, like let's say the mentor tournament, where we mostly or almost fully organize all the restreams via volunteer restreamers, that's a different story. I'm not as well versed in those. And I absolutely 100% believe that there the bottleneck might be the restreamers as well as the other volunteers. But as my, like from my experience as a main tournament admin and SGL admin and ladder admin and whatever else, it's mostly like Fiesel basically already has what Ben is describing here. A fully like automated restream setup where it automatically catch captures the, the streams and crops everything and knows where the timer is and puts the names everywhere and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. Like it's insane the back end he has. So he basically already uses something like that. But if I look at the signups for commentators for all the qualifiers that are upcoming, there is like one person who has signed up for every qualifier and a second one who signed up for almost every other qualifier and they're like the same person and that's it. Huh. So, you know, we can put it on, but it'll be the same commentators like all the time, basically, which will annoy the crowd. It'll probably not be too fun for the commentators after a while. You know, yep. we don't want that. So that's really where the main problem is. So in, huh. in a way, he's done the exact right thing where he said he did commentary instead of free streaming. <laughs> That's, uh, I had no idea. I, you are correct in that, like, you know, with the mentor tournament, our bottleneck was 100% restreamers, people who knew how to do it and were willing to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I understand, you know, commentary is, it, it, you know, it can be hard to, to crew matches that, but like you said, though, in, in my experience from the tournament that we run, usually there's more than enough people, especially when we get to brackets and we have folks that have been eliminated more than enough people to step up to do that. I was more thinking if we could approach this from a slightly different angle, the fact that, okay, commentary, you need, you need a person. There's no way around that. You can, mm -hmm. you can never automate that. You have to have someone reacting and sharing their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And there's a wide level of skill that you can have. Restreaming seems to just be kind of checking boxes and putting out fires, mostly things that you could automate. I've never restreamed before, so I don't know that to be a fact. That is what it seems like to me, though. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, to a certain extent. There's the, it's not like you can be really creative in how you restream. I mean, you could be, but it would just make the restream weird. We've had It'd be a pain examples. In the ass, and, like yeah. yeah, we've had examples exactly. in the past where the restreamer like played sound effects, funny sound effects when some, something stupid happened and stuff. But it was more distracting and annoying than it was worth it. So, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, approaching it from that angle, it seems like merely from the fact that like it's just one person who has to have the computer running and hope their internet doesn't go out and basically be a babysitter. Uh, if we didn't need that, which again, for our tournament, at least definitely is a bottleneck to mo doing more restreams. You know, if, if that could all be automated, that would be awesome. I think, I don't know how to do that. If there, if that is a possibility, like you're saying, and Fiesel has done a lot of the legwork, I would love for someone to so, reverse engineer that and share it so that we could do it. You know, let me, let me, let me weigh in. So, the, the way I, I've set up for SG, I say set up, okay? So that's what some people call the restream. Um, and I have also done like the restreams like we're used to seeing for GMP for, 
you know, back in the day I did one or two for Plando. It, it mm-hmm. That's much more laborious than SG. So the SG side, without going into too much detail, from what I know as a user, um, you log in and it's already got their Twitch, their Discord, like you verify all their stuff's right, like it's got a field for their pronouns, uh, and it puts them on the screen automated. Like Feasel has done the legwork, like you've already, like Herf has already said. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, all you have to do is crop it, and then you push a couple buttons to change the scenes, and that's it. Versus what you see Amerith, you know, heading up for League and for GMP mostly is there's like a setup of you got to pull up two different streams. You've got to get an OBS thing with the layout and then you got to capture it and then you got to stream it to discord. So the commentary crew can watch it. And then that's got to get pushed to, uh, you know, to the Twitch channel. It's, there's a lot more involved with that. So the automation Mm -hmm. in a sense is already there for SG from what I understand. I have not done this for ZSR, but I think ZSR still does the same thing we do for GMP and the same thing we do for league channels where we have someone who uh, uses OBS on their own computer and does it. Now I could be wrong. So like I said, don't hold me to that with ZSR, but I think that's what the situation is. I don't know if the speed gaming computers are in the cloud or if they're in a basement or if they're in, you know, a storage locker somewhere like who knows, but Mm -hmm cloud if we were making it cloud based being with what I do in my like my line of professional work uh, I know that you pay for uptime most times with servers and something like that you'd need to boot up quite frequently Um, it also would have to have a lot of horsepower so to speak you'd have to have a decent CPU and GPU probably um, because those are those types of machines are built mainly for or pay, like you buy them, you know, based on, I guess, workload, not so much like media, like they're not geared towards media as far as their hardware setups. And if they are, then you're paying a lot of money. So that's where the question comes in. Could you do it? Yes. But is it worth it with the cost versus the payback? It's really hard for me to say I'm going to spend five bucks a month supporting every speed gaming channel or every ZSR channel because there's like six plus, you know, like of, of, yeah. of speed gamings and like, and that's not even counting the foreign restream ones. Um, and even if people were doing that, like how many are, uh, that's something for their employees and not for me to know, but it's, it's a sense of, are you actually going to make money? Or are you just going to sit there break even? Are you going to lose money? Uh, there's a lot of cost in that. I think more so than like simplicity, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, I mean, for me, you know, again, just all, I can only speak to my own experience as the admin of the mentor tournament. I, you know, people do subscribe to our channel uh, to show their support. And we're very grateful for that. And when we have our mentor tournaments, I notice that we I get Twitch payouts. And when we don't have the mentor tournament, I don't. And especially this last year, I mean, this is this is all bonus money, by the way. I mean, I'm fine either way. So do not worry about me. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're telling me that I could pay five dollars a month to 
bypass the need for physical human restreamers, I think we would have enough commentators to crew and trackers to crew races to where it would financially actually make sense for someone like us to do that. So I don't know. You've given me a lot to think about. It's it's, it's something prob- that it probably actually I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like like financially makes sense for me to look at, you know? Well, it doesn't really, because what you're ignoring is that, you know, even if you buy stuff from the Amazon web services, what are you going to do with it? You don't have the backend that Fiesel has. You need someone who Mm -hmm. writes you all that software that Fiesel has written over God knows how many years with the help of God knows how many people. Yeah. Getting that up and running will cost you an arm and a leg. And then you still well, need, don't know how to do it. You still need the servers to run this on. And then not only do you need the servers, but even if you have that, do you always have the restreams to put up on that? If the mentor tournament is going on, yeah, sure, maybe. But after that, what do you do the rest of the year? It just costs you money. Right. And it's not cheap. Yeah. It's not like saying, oh, well, I'll get this little cheapy cheap server. Like if you do that, then you're not going to be able to do it. Um, I, so I, I've had the same thought Ben has had, like I've had that, like what, what if we did it from there? And then what if we had it where maybe restreamers, maybe somebody wants to restream and they just don't have a computer that can handle it. Well, if they could log into something, they could do it again. Does the cost justify the, 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 the headache here? And I, I don't think sure. it does. Uh, you know, uh, restreams are uh, all right. I love SG. I love ZSR. Okay. So I love GMP league, all that stuff. Restreams are a privilege and a nice feature to have. Mm -hmm. They're not a necessity because the necessity is the players racing. And I know that sounds really selfish of me to say, because I'm, you know, a player more than I am anything like anything volunteer wise late lately, as far as like commentary tracking, et cetera. But like it's there for Twitch chat. And if the people who are dedicated enough to want to watch it, if there's not a restream, they're going to go find the runners. And that's what like, I, I, I like having stuff all in one neat little place. Like it's great. I love being able to just say, all right, I followed six SG channels. Oh, Hey, look, there's five league matches going on right now because it's league season. But that's not like for me as a rando person and not just, I want to watch speed gaming person. Like I also want to follow those runners because I'm curious about them. Not so much about SG. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it's always good to remember that it's I mean, it's really it has to be about the runners at every step of the way with the restream, because, you know, obviously they we wouldn't have it without them. I'm going by what I'm hearing from the community, because I couldn't agree with you more, especially in 2019. People would pester me about restreams. And I finally like kind of begrudgingly made the Twitch channel. Actually, I think you made it for me. Um, yeah, and, so I did. Um, you know, and this is <laughs> I never had really seen it as a priority, but so many people over the years have asked me, like, "Hey, can we get more restreams? Can we put on more restreams?" Like, I'm trying to give the people what they want. And again, it's not even about the money for me, but I will say I'm not going to spend money on it. If I could break even or make a little bit, then I would be willing to do that. But it's not that big of a deal. Also, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting conversation at the very least. You know. 
Yeah, you could do a whole like. I, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I've thought in the past, like it'd be kind of cool to get all the technical sides from different folks, like like three mini interviews of like someone who works for ZSR, someone who works for SG, and someone who does it like you know, Amerith does it for us, uh, and mm-hmm. then get the different perspectives. But then again, you know, you have to think ZSR and SG are a company too, so. They probably don't want to lay all their 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 cards out on the table. Proprietary, yeah, yeah, uh, info um, or whatever. Let's, yeah. yeah, and that's smart. I get it. So you know, mm-hmm. some of it's a mystery. Yeah. I guess the best way to to describe it is uh, talk to people at SG and see if you want to be a setup helper. Talk to people at ZSR if you want to be a restreamer, and talk to people at League as far as like Amerith uh, for League and GMP if you want to help be a restreamer here too. Because I think we could use more of those if people have juicy enough computers and, um, you know, some time, juicy enough time. internet. Yeah. And the free time. Um, yeah. Well, thank you Ben for the question. I think, like I said, it was a great conversation starter at the very least. Uh, last thing I'll say is, you know, I'm absolutely open to it. I think it's a great idea, but as you know, Dante and Herf have laid out, it has to make sense to do. And I, you know, it would take a lot of help and probably a decent amount of money to get there. So right now, probably not an option, but hey, I never say never. You just, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's going to pretty much do it for us. So we'll do all the wrap up stuff. Uh, we are on Discord. You can ask us questions. And, and like I said, during the feature, I'd love to hear some feedback on uh Uh, explaining ALTTPR to the uninitiated. Love to hear your thoughts there in Discord. We also have email. You can send to us, email at gomodepodcast.com. We finally fixed slash replaced the contact form on our website so it doesn't tell you that it didn't send the message when it actually did. Unfortunately, we're getting a lot more spam now than we did before. I think it's because we're using a different type of contact form, but that's for us to figure out. The important thing is you don't have to worry about your message not getting through. It will get through. Um, So that's always an option if you want to reach out to us. Um, We're also on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch. If you want to watch me write music, oh, um, so that's twitch.tv slash temp underscore. I recently did a early morning music stream from like 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I think I want to try to do more of those. So if you are a European listener and or you just get up early in the morning, um, I think I'm going to try to pick a day of the week and stick to that and probably do that through the end of the year to try to finish up working on temp.msu. So if you're an early riser, uh, stay tuned and, and see if you can uh, check me out there. Uh, I guess I'll let that be my um, recommendation too, not to hog the limelight too much. Uh, but Dante is at twitch.tv slash D A A A N T Y and Herf is twitch.tv slash Herfy Durfy. Dante, uh, what have you been into lately? Give us a, give us a rec. I want to shout out carpenters, man. Like as stupid as that sounds (laughs) like the occupation of carpentry, people who know like what code is and like for housing and how to build a floor. Uh, so I think I might've said this slightly on the last podcast and I'll say it briefly here, but I've been dealing with a lot of damage in my house over like a couple of years and um, uh, I'm finally getting it all repaired. Um, We finished the front bathroom. My kitchen is completely like under the cabinet, completely torn out. Uh, And my back bathroom is also completely torn out and getting replaced soon. Um, Anyway, I just the whole thing is mind boggling. It's so simple, but it's so hard. Like it's simple yet confusing. I don't understand how any of it works. I mean, I do, but like, uh, 
Uh, at the same time, I feel like I'm going to do it completely wrong if I were to do it. So that's I, why I'm... I can't do it. That's why I'm paying somebody to do it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, Dandy's been sharing pictures of his like kitchen and previously his bathroom he was working on. It's just like... I, I can't believe you're able to like get around in your house with how much of like f- how much flooring you've had to rip out. This so it's, like the, it's been pretty wild. The remodels, uh, I say remodel, the repair. Let's let's call it that. This isn't like a luxury <laughs> remodel. The repair <laughs> plus uh, a one and a half year old plus league uh, administration and also you know playing and then SGL administration and podcast. I am. I'm pretty busy <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here. I know I do. I know I, I speak for many people in saying that as well. I'm Perf, glad to be here. What have you got to recommend? Uh, let me think. What have I been up to? I've been playing Tales of Arise, which recently came out. I finished that already. I platinumed it too. Got all the trophies. Oh, wow. Like the true gamer that I am. Heck yeah. I know, I know Dante likes to hear that. I do. Uh, it, it was pretty fun. Uh, would recommend. Uh, I think it was a good one. And then uh, I've more recently been playing the Act Razor remake, which is Ooh. it's hard for me to describe. It's definitely hooked me. They've added a lot of like content and new stuff, but not yeah. all of it is good. Like the main complaint that I've been seeing is that it kind of looks like and plays like a mobile game, and. Yeah, not really, but I can definitely see where they're coming from. Yeah, I played the crap out of ActRaiser when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. adore the soundtrack. It's it's genius. Like it's so good. It has it's no right really to be as good, good as it yeah. is. And they've got fully um, remixed yeah. tracks, and they're all equally as good as the original. So it's it's worth it for that alone. Yeah, shout outs to Malmo by the way, who put together an ActRaiser orchestral MSU pack. Um, oh, that neat. I use occasionally. Yeah, it's great. She did a, a really good job on it. But yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, checked that out too closely yet. But I heard that was announced and uh, immediately got my attention. So now that I've heard your review of it, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll I'll hold off uh, a little bit yeah. and wait for it to like go on sale or something. I would get it on sale. It's definitely like if you enjoyed the original ActRaiser, you'll probably like this a lot too. But it's it takes a while to get used to it, I guess. What do you prefer, the the building or the platforming? Uh, probably the building. Yeah, I always did, too. That's the fun part as far as I'm concerned. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Remember, you can leave us a review on iTunes, uh, which we uh, check for on a regular basis. I always love to see that we've got new reviews there. Um, it really helps us out. And of course, uh, we have PayPal and our Patreon. Um, we have been sharing weekly uh sneak peeks into old out, uh, episode outlines. I, in fact, I recently shared the list of questions that we had for VTorp when he came on for episode four. Um, so if that kind of thing sounds interesting, then uh, check out our Patreon. You you might uh, like, like to see what's there. You also get access to a special Discord channel. And uh, those are the folks that, uh, along with our Twitch subscribers, that uh, wrote in to tell us about their experience talking about ALTTPR um, with the uninitiated. So you also kind of get access to, uh, you know, uh, prompts that are sometimes shared on the show. So uh, check it out. Uh, if you are interested, we'd love to have you as a patron. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. And let's go ahead and you know what to do. Let's mirror out. Mm